0: A long time ago, on a comics page far, far away. Greetings and welcome to May the Panel Be With You, the Star Wars comic book show brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment. I am Punch-Up Entertainment Network or just Punch-Up Entertainment? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think it's Punch Up Entertainment, and this is on the Punch Up Entertainment Network. We may do other things as Punch Up
0: Entertainment. That's fair. I'm your host, Mike Grigoni, and joining me, as always, the Tyloon Night Stalker, Night Stalker, to my dead Han Solo, it's <laughs> John Campbell.
1: Uh, hello, everybody. Well, you just had Kolchak on the brain. Let's I
0: you know. It. I'm uh, sorry. Night, I think this is Night, Night Raider? Night something? Who cares? It's definitely not Sauron from the X-Men comics. That's all I know. Firmly not. Who would even possibly make a... a... (laughs) This is a loose opening, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell we've done... We've already done one of these today? Uh... (laughs) Yes, folks, though, but it's time to bring this storyline in for a landing. Oh, it's the end. It's the senses-shattering conclusion.
0: I'm prepared to have my senses shattered, John. I really am. And I know, i feel
1: piecing mine back together after I read this.
0: Yeah, my, my sense of taste is just completely <laughs> destroyed. Oh
1: yeah, it's gone, yeah. I still, <laughs> I took a bite of a peach this morning, nothing. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> literally zero flavor. Yeah,
1: and it was like, damn you, Star Wars comics from the late 70s!
0: I heard a song by Katy Perry, it sounded like Vivaldi to me. I don't know what's <laughs> happening over here. What season <laughs> that- is it? Yeah. <laughs> Who
1: knows?
0: Who knows? Uh, man, here we go. It's the end of, what are we calling this, the wheel saga? It's the wheel arc, yeah. yeah. We are covering issue number 23 of the Star Wars comic book f- that started in 1977, brought to you by Marvel Comics Group. Uh, this issue was released May 23rd, 1979. Hmm. Uh and let's run down our creative team real quick, because it's basically the same as this whole arc, which has we're been creative. great for consistency, honestly.
1: I, I will say that. it, do, it do, That is nice. And they are bringing this in for a landing.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've got Archie Goodwin as our writer slash editor. We've got Carmen Infantino on pencils, Bob Wycheck on inks. Uh, we're changing up our colorist with uh, Carl Gafford this episode or issue and John Costanza back on letters.
1: Nice. And Jim Shooter just creeping about.
0: Jim Shooter, like a cardboard cutout in a Monty Python sketch, leaning into frame and his mouth flap going up and down, suggesting make more money.
1: Yeah. Suggesting, I think if we take a look at this cover, going, go where the money is and put Vader
0: on the cover. Big and bold. We start with our flight into Fury. And who is this? Bleeding out of the Starfield, it's Darth Vader. I want this cover as a t-shirt.
1: I really do. This cover is, this would be a great t-shirt. I used to have uh, a a cover from way back when, during, it's part of the adaptation, the thing about, like, Mm -hmm. we'll never escape the Death Star, Chewie. I used to have that t-shirt. But yeah, this one is awesome, because it says, you've escaped the wheel, Rebels, but now you must face the wrath of Darth Vader.
0: Let's just run it down, right off the top. Darth Vader, helmet, is black. His lightsaber, is red millennium falcon correct shape they're fixing all the issues we had with uh covers past john
1: yeah i know absolutely i we 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 can just go right past it because i have no notes
0: (laughs) i mean (laughs) honestly like it's dynamic it's fun uh i love darth vader kind of like blending into the star field here design. very
1: cool as the villain haunting the story uh i wish he did a little more than he does in this issue but that's
0: not my issue with the cover John, are you saying that we shouldn't be judging this book by its phenomenal cover? Well, I think, uh, I, I, no, because I think we should. Isn't that the whole point
1: of the comics on the news? <laughs> <laughs> and last week, you can go back and listen to our last episode, we talked about Carmen Infantino's rules for a cover.
0: That's true. Though this one actually violates all of them. So Because you know what trumps all of those rules? Darth Vader. That it's guy true. sells books darth vader sells books and we've had him in brief interstitials here and there over the last few issues but now he's finally going to confront our heroes and no not really but no, anyway
1: no, I, I was gonna say, what are you talking about still he has a pretty brief appearance of this <laughs> he sort of shows up to go like hello am i still in this book
0: uh <laughs> am i gonna be in the next movie probably i can't really yeah. do much
1: uh, my agent is still working out the finals on that contract for the sequel. Uh, all right. Uh, what if I was Luke's father? There's an idea. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: Um so, uh, there. Right, like- Thankfully, we have no idea about that because we're getting right into the flight into Fury because Light we're into- back in Docking Bay 10.
1: Docking Bay 10 of the man-made monument to the galaxy's love of gambling. I love that description so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And, and got- we
0: find ourselves near the private space yacht that has radically changed shape and color since this the last is issue. Completely different ship. <laughs> I don't know how you talk about for consistency,
1: is the same art team, yet there's apparently you, you can't just look at what you
0: drew. Like, no, no time. There's no time, damn it. I would be very curious to see what Infantino was also drawing in this period to know exactly what was on his desk on a week-to-week let me, basis let me see if i can find out uh would, obviously I like stop he, the show to do it but uh sure but what i'm getting at is like yeah. i would be curious what other books he was drawing in between working on this because i know the star wars book isn't the only book he's working on in this era uh, probably because not, that wouldn't pay the bills necessarily
1: especially at this time uh yeah. uh i think he's also on iron man at this time it looks like Seventy eight okay. to eighty two, he was on Iron Man. All right, that makes uh, sense. Also, seventy eight to seventy nine, Spider Woman.
0: Okay, okay,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a couple of uh, what what month was this? Uh, this was in May. Oh, then that then that month he also did uh a supervillain team up number sixteen. Okay. Uh, and again, saw, which saw the Red Skull and Hate Monger in a book together
0: when these were drawn and when these were released are two yeah. very different dates. So I can't necessarily say that they were sure, created yeah. at the same time, but they this were released all, at the same time.
1: He's working in this general error we're talking about that's where he's uh dealing with
0: right i guess my only thought then is that in between issues of star wars in which he vaguely drew the shape of a ship at the end of the last issue he mm-hmm. has also drawn maybe a couple issues of iron man and yeah. something involving the man ape and killmonger yes. right
1: yeah and uh i said he was the chief uh uh artist on spider woman i think right during this time
0: too Okay, Uh, so that's, like, very formative era of Spider-Woman, then. Because that's, like, the original Jessica Drew stuff, yeah? Uh, yes, I think so, yeah. That's, like, right when they were establishing her as a character in cahoots with, like, the Nick Fury stuff.
1: Jessica Drew, created by Archie Goodwin.
0: Hey, there we go. Uh, So, yeah, we come in on a spaceship that is completely different, don't worry about it, as we (laughs) find out that... uh, the private yacht of Simon Grayshade is about to take off. We have some text in the background saying, that's it, the main reactor is fully primed, right as uh, we have some very racist guards telling Luke that they don't like the kind of droids he associates with.
1: Man, I mean, this is, once again, when you think about just the first movie, this is very much back to we don't serve their kind in here, right? Like, there, you can, you. I just love when you can see, like, these are the things we've latched on to. That are in they that. latched
0: that singular line spawned like three or four character archetypes that have appeared in this book so yeah. far. Yes. Insofar as okay, we know the Star Wars Galaxy in certain quadrants doesn't like droids because their kind isn't welcome here. Hence, Cyborg's big no no. Associating yeah. with droids, uh no, can't stand it. Droids I mean- talking out loud, stop it. Don't do that, not good. L- literally to the point where one of our
1: main villains they're setting up, that's his entire deal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his main thing. Valance, the cyborg bounty hunter that we've seen seen once and mentioned twice now, uh, is a self-hating cyborg. Yeah. His
1: issue is not that Luke blew up the Death Star, it's that he did it with the help of droids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious <laughs> really right it's very funny to me uh all right so uh yes luke and, the, and his droids are being kicked off of the ship basically and just like a be happy you alive pal
0: right uh because lest we forget last issue and we get some reminders uh here of that that uh, leia has traded her bodily autonomy for yep. the lives of the her remaining companions because yep. she and all the rest of our heroes believe that Han Solo is dead.
1: Yep. And in fact when we go to this next page, Luke is very upset about that because he tells this guy shut up! I've just seen a good friend die! And then oh and then <sighs> and I'm about to lose the girl I the, the girl
0: I just shut up! Okay, John, I feel mm-hmm. like I must, at this point, institute a new bit on this show. And I think okay. it's beyond time that we instituted, started instituting bits on this show. I agree. And now's the time. Yeah. From, from here on out, issue to issue, or episode to episode, I want you to find the bit that we're reading that makes you go, Oh, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not this. I'll just say it, that. And I'll yeah.
0: Of oh, this issue, this isn't it, which is saying no. something. <laughs> I
1: think we're in strong. Sometimes we might have differences on that, but on uh-huh. this one, we're in we're in lockstep on what the most because uh, literally yeah. in this last night, there's one panel where I went Ugh, wow.
0: <laughs> so from Good here idea. on out, yeah, we have to find where is our bad feeling about this, and I'm not gonna say we like. Con- uh, constantly need to shout it out at the end of the episode or anything, but like when we run into a uh, uh, yeah. a bit that gives us a bad feeling, call yeah. it out. Say, "I've got a bad right. feeling about this."
1: I've Got a bad fit. Feel- well, I've got, I will say this one. I guess then, yeah, does it have to be a singular one? Because I think this one technically might earn two because this is one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then, okay. I,
1: I want to understand once again. Th- this is my guess going to be my seg, but not, not purposely, but just based on these last two issues. Another follow Luke Skywalker's physicality. What is he doing to that guard?
0: Uh, Grabbing him by the collar and saying, don't tell me about somebody I like.
1: Yeah, he's doing that. But then I'm specifically talking about the next panel.
0: Oh, well, obviously (laughs) he is shrinking the god's torso by several inches is what he's doing with that
1: (laughs) hand gesture. He has now let the guy go and is pushing him so far back behind him that he's like,
0: get out of here. Well, if you notice, the guard's foot uh, that is behind Luke's leg here has its heel up so he's hitting him with such force that he is launching that guard backwards and away from him is this canonically our first force push then No i mean we see the physical like whap happening on the chest so he's yeah. main strengthening him backwards while we shocking
1: it is look at Threepio coming in from the corner of the frame going oh dear Oh yeah no <laughs> absolutely uh and what, has, and what has produced such cold... By the way, is it cold rage? It seems like pretty hot rage uh, in Luke Skywalker. Why it started with this previously on Star
0: Wars. Well, John, all rage is cold in space. Come on. That's true.
1: <laughs> in the <laughs> coldness of space, it doesn't matter how hot you get.
0: <laughs> Ooh, there's there's a uh, tagline for the porn parody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, we flash back to, oh, dear God, Han Solo was murdered by his best friend Chewbacca. No, the space smuggler's Wookiee first mate, forced to be his executioner.
0: Ooh, so grim. There's no way this could possibly be undone. Why would Han Solo die in a comic book? No!
1: It can't be. I can't believe this. And then a very distraught Princess Leia, not only uh, dealing with the fact that Han's dead, but going... Fine, I will turn myself over to you to do with as you please, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a bad feeling about that. But still, it's nothing compared to what's coming later. But um, yeah, and Luke is all. <laughs> but this is this is that thing we talk about with this book and it, it being of this time. Right. That you're like uh what Luke is just like, I can't believe you're going off with him. Like mad at Leia somehow.
0: Yeah, like, the it's fact a- that Leia is essentially sacrificing herself to try to get Luke out of this untenable situation. Yeah. And Chewie, for that matter, and the droids. So the yeah. fact that she's trying to, like, self-sacrifice, he's mad at her for making that choice. Look at- Luke is, this leans, this book has consistently leaned into some of the
1: worst aspects of Luke's character from the first movie. Oh, sure. This whiny, petulant teen.
0: Oh, but John uh, he's the young Star Warrior in Moisture Farmer clothing
1: uh, by the way this really struck me Star Warrior one word now it is <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars isn't one word but Star Warrior is
0: I think it's because the uh, justification of the panels and the the, the uh, indentation made it so if they put a space there it would throw off the, the spacing no, of that paragraph the
1: <laughs> We'll use Star Warrior's two words in another issue, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's out of there. And even 3BO doing the look back at, like, yeah, man, forget about her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think Luke is less mad at Leia. Luke is more mad at the situation and taking it out on everyone around him. But Leia, uh, then we go
1: to the next panel. Leia's like, don't walk away mad, Luke. Not like this. I've got a bad feeling about this, John. I've got a real bad feeling about this next panel when they full on make out.
0: <laughs> If I may. Yeah. The embrace is clumsy. The kiss awkward. But as he watches from the yacht's hatchway, wheel administrator Simon Greyshade senses feeling and emotion he can never know.
1: That's the thing. All right. This is one of my big problems with this conclusion. Greyshade's entire personality turns on a dime.
0: Yes. Right here in <laughs> a scene in which a brother and sister are making out.
1: <laughs> well, I guess maybe that actually does add up for what I think it is. <laughs> But it's just, he's been such a sociopathic rapist, right? I mean, or at least yeah. you know, sexual predator. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, wait, humans are capable of emotions? Oh, I shouldn't interfere with that.
0: What? but no specifically what this does is trigger in him an awakening that he needs the bonds of friendship and so by the end of the issue we're turning to our sexiest droid imaginable oh
1: mastercom oh i i am so happy about the end of the mastercom storyline
0: <laughs> it's so good and it makes but it's so I abrupt have, yeah well it, it, it they
1: are, we we talked about before when they start introducing those threads, are they going to pay that off as like, they do, but in a really weird kind of just all of a sudden manner, yeah. Yeah. It really,
0: oh my oh, god. But yeah, but, okay, so we get this out of the way. Luke and Leia kiss, everyone's yeah. weirded out because we now have 30 years of context. Yeah, Let's not dwell on yep. it.
1: Uh, <laughs> and the, the, the next movie that's coming out will raise the stakes on this even more. Uh, do... Okay,
0: here's my question for you. And yep. I know there's there's maybe a, a definitive answer, but there's also an answer that George Lucas gave, and they're probably mutually exclusive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At as of Empire, he we did find not out that Darth Vader is Luke's father, and right. obviously that's something that's like debated as to when that was actually decided. Yeah, when Yoda says there is another Skywalker. Yeah. Who is he referring to? He's he's not not referring to Leia.
1: He is not, and and uh, I highly recommend the and and then you've read it as well the um oh, what the hell is it called the 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 oral history of Star Wars book that was out a couple of years ago it's great oh uh, uh, secrets of the Force I think it's secrets of the Force that does sound right uh th- in that they do talk about the outlines they had for stuff and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Luke's sister was going to be a separate character than Leia
0: the mm, mm, plan
1: mm. was always that Luke would have a sister that is definitely set up by the end of Empire. But that was when Lucas was talking about doing a seven-movie arc initially. Because that was the initial Mm. I want to do this as a seven-part story. And then through the making of Empire and subsequently Jedi, he's like, these are taking a lot out of me and I don't have enough, so I'm going to just sort of collapse everything into Jedi as my ending. And then that sort of became like just cut away. Because there was also a whole subplot about Han Solo's father being like royalty and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff in there that just kind of like a lot of stuff just got excised or condensed. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah
0: the The book is Secrets of the Force An Oral History of Star Wars by Edward Gross and Mark A. Altman and yeah, I, I highly recommend that book it's all of,
1: the, book. all of uh, all of those guys uh, they've done a few of those oral histories their Star Trek one is great their Buffy of the Vampire Slayer one is great the Battlestar Galactica one they've done a bunch of those uh, the James Bond one of course lest I forget which I loved um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah the, all those are, are fantastic but yes no Lucas had a lot of pieces so Luke was always going to have a sister, but it wasn't going to be Leia, basically until they wrote the script for Jedi.
0: Hmm. So, as of the writing of this comic, these two aren't actually siblings. Again, let's not dwell on it. Moving on. Hey, it's Han's <laughs> dead body. Han's corpse. And something that always
1: gets me, a smoking laser gun? Yeah, Don't worry about it.
0: Um, <laughs> That
1: always weirds me out whenever I see that
0: drawn. Uh, So, uh, Chewie, for a brief panel, has turned into, like, one of the Critters from the titular Critters (laughs) movies.
1: He's got a straight-up stash on that close-up. Look at him.
0: Uh, I'm I'm talking about this left panel here where his legs and arms are nearly attached at, like, a central node Yep, (laughs) that is his head.
1: Basically, each one of these panels draws him differently, and all of them are weird.
0: Yeah. Chewie's got—and Fantino just, like, can't draw Chewie to save his (laughs) life. (laughs) <laughs> infantino yeah this i just like it's like it's
1: the bridge too far for him
0: a wookie <laughs> yeah i don't know but anyway he's got to take out this sorry i'm gonna get it right this time tyloon night sorer oh night sorer i'm sorry that was
1: too stupid to remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> night sorer come on who, again, is a weird purple pterodactyl man who sort of looks like Sauron, the uh, X-Men villain. Also, yeah. kind of now he, he's got like a Green Goblin thing going on in the that third panel there. So,
1: I will say, like, things that aren't specifically designs from the movies, they really rely on a lot of comic monster tropes that are not helpful to
0: this book. Oh yeah, 100%. They look weird and out of place and something that Jack Kirby would have designed not something that is fits the aesthetic right. of Star right. Wars. Right, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, I <laughs> am waiting for devil dinosaur to show up in this <laughs>
0: uh, but thankfully, uh, Chewie, who has just killed his best friend uh, is ready as this uh, purple pterodactyl man swoops in and uh, Chewie lets out a rock and as we turn the page shoots him right in the thorax what I like about this is you actually see the blast going through him. Yeah, and it like deflects at a weird angle, which raises all sorts of questions about these needle rays. And that's a really thick laser for a needle ray. I'll say that yeah, much.
1: I know. All of a sudden, it is thick and girthy, that laser blast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna let us sit in that.
0: Uh, yeah, look, Girth <laughs> Laser is going to be the name when I of my author name when I start writing erotic Earth fan fiction. It.
1: That's a real uh, space mutiny hero name. Hi, mm. Girth Laser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <Geirth> Laser. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the uh, yes, Chewy kills this guy. And then, what's this? Who would, how can it be Han Solo alive?
0: There's literally no fanfare to this. It's just Han turning his head while floating, doing the dead man's float in space going, okay, okay, stop gloating, champ. And
1: then it's like, but how did this happen? Well, what you didn't know is that we completely cheated the ending of that last thing to undo this, right?
0: Remember that bit where Han was concealed by smoke and then he and he swam out of it? Well, while he was in the smoke, he no. stuffed something down his shirt so that he could get shot and not die. Sorry, this is just objectively bad writing, right? Like
1: <laughs> No, wait, what you didn't know cuz this is this is getting close to that that thing about like, okay, you're kind of just lying to us now.
0: You know, like Okay, so they had to put on that performance because they're being, like, broadcast, right? So, like, there there is this sense of, okay, what we the reader saw is what the viewers on the wheel were watching, I guess. Right. right. And so this is retconning that in that, no, that was a performative act because they were putting on a performance, right.
1: But they like once again because we saw it that way, there's all that thing about like there's no other way, and then the stare down and all that stuff, and it's just like, oh, so all yeah, all of that was horse
0: shit. Great. The unless like the shot of Han's face was him winking, right? Right, yes, exactly.
1: I But I, you yeah. know you know what would have been better is leave all that shit out and just show it from the perspective of the other characters watching. On TV. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that might have been no. the
1: better way to do it where it's like they see it without context, but we actually are in the moment and they're hiding stuff from us. That's the kind of thing where I, I don't true. like that. This is a real cheat. Of course he's going to be alive
0: and you even know that reading it, but it is just like, Oh, that's it. Oh God. Right. Uh, but we have Han saying, uh, as, as Chewie again, swimming through space. Let's not worry about how that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> Oh, grabs not- Han's floating <laughs> so. corpse and begins to drag him out of here. Begins
1: to drag him out of here, and their whole plan here is like, all right, here's how this is going to work. You insist that you have to take my body. Only you can handle my dead body, and so then you can you can get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also,
0: and- don't shake this plate out of my shirt while you're doing it. That'll be a dead giveaway. And then the then what? They'll make them, I guess, continue to fight to the death?
1: Well, they did say earlier, if they don't, if one doesn't kill the other one, they'll both be killed, which makes Yeah,
0: those- sure. I, I mean, mean, it's Hunger Games rules, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's I mean, it's Roman gladiator rules. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, or Hunger Games, whatever your history is. Uh, I
0: know where my history ends, and it is with Katniss Everdeen. <laughs>
1: And see I uh, I I would go more for a Russell Crowe if I'm talking about gladiators. Um That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I I'm sorry. Craven's dad as as his most famous.
0: <laughs> his most iconic role oh, as Craven's yeah. dad. Yeah,
1: forget what everyone is Oscars for. It doesn't matter. It's all It's Craven's dad.
0: And and I, I, Oh wow. That movie's going to be such a fucking train wreck.
1: Yeah, we kind of have to review it though, right?
0: We look. I'm gonna watch. You made me watch Morbius, so yeah. we're gonna watch about fucking yeah. Kraven the Hunter That's the
1: thing where I'm like, I'm like, that movie's gonna be hot garbage, but that is gonna be a great episode. I feel like uh, <laughs> right. Actually, put that Stay right tuned. in below. Right in below. Yeah. You want us to review Craven? I know the answer. There, no one's no one's ever voted no to any stupid suggest. You know, like in, in the history of the internet, nobody's ever been like, no, don't do the silly thing.
0: Do you want to support our masochistic decision for the sake of entertainment? Yeah. Of course you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I I, also want to drag uh, comic book continuity nerd Brendan Jones to that movie.
0: Wouldn't he just die watching that movie? I feel like that movie will just kill him.
1: The trailer wounded him badly. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to know why they call me the Rhino? Oh
1: my God. That's the thing about that. Not to keep getting into it, but it is like, boy, you think the Craven stuff is bad. And then that happens. You're like, nope, wait, this is even dumber. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh,
0: Speaking of dumb, uh, we cut to a green haired candy striper uh, who is turning. Ambler. Yeah, look, there's a lot going on with this, like, general gambling populace in this issue, so we're going to have to get used to these crowd shots of weird aliens. Can I
1: tell you about my favorite alien, though? Is this sort of, like, half-heartedly colored alien uh, on
0: the corner of the frame going, Aah! Look, maybe his face is just stuck that way. You don't know. Aah! Though I believe he is one of the horn-nosed guys from an earlier issue is. that we've seen before. Well, because
1: they're, they're upset about, what is this, the Wookiee was a favorite, computer pay
0: lines are long. Right, so everyone's, like, the big game is done. Everyone's getting in line to uh, get their money if they want anything. And meanwhile, uh, Strom, the (laughs) Imperial commander who got drugged last issue, is stumbling through the hallway screaming that there's a rebel plot underway.
1: This really made me laugh, just the idea of this drugged guy going like, Hey, everybody look over here. I've been drugged.
0: Rebels. It's all rebels. It's rebels all the way down.
1: Like if this is the Vegas of star Wars, this people would just be going like, well, somebody had too much, I guess. Jesus.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it does the thing that you hate again, where he's talking and then we cut to a shot of outside, uh, the real space station having changed shape yet again.
1: Why do they do that? I hate it so much. Um, and now I have no idea who uh, who's talking. Uh, despite, I despite just
0: Strom through all of this. Despite throbbing head and
1: churning stomach, Strom smiles inwardly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Years of immunity programming him.
1: I uh, love that so much. Have
0: enabled him to fight off a sleep drug meant to hold him for hours. So sp- I guess as an Imperial officer... He has had training to resist drugs. Even in Star Wars, that seems nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> also, what is immunity programming? I d-
1: <laughs> yeah, you, they 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 put this guy in enough uh, like meditative state that he was able to like up his immunity factor.
0: What? Yeah, he, he, like the Bene Gesserit from Dune, he can control his internal biochemistry.
1: It's the, it makes me think of the office thing with, by just focusing on it, I can raise and lower my own cholesterol.
0: Why would you (laughs) want to raise your
1: cholesterol? So I can lower it. It's that, you know, it's it's that dumb.
0: What I'm pulling from this is that Strom has been roofied enough times that he has grown resistant to. It. I mean, I
1: think, I think maybe that is the it's the Batman thing, right? Where the idea is the Batman basically microdosed himself with every known poison so that none of them can kill him.
0: <laughs> Such an insane
1: concept. Uh, by the way, I think the Stormtrooper is supposed to be like mid salute in this panel, but it looks like he's like, um, sir, excuse me, I
0: got a question. I mean- I assumed that's what he was doing, like him right. raising his hand and his dialogue here is, what are your orders, sir?
1: Yeah, I just had a, <clears throat> a just a couple clarifying questions. Uh, excuse me. Uh...
0: Uh, so there's... Strom is kind of riding high here because he finally has an excuse to declare martial law.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the thing I do like where he's like, uh, simultaneously, he's like, I feel poisoned, but also, oh, yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> find Administrator Grayshade and those rebels from the Millennium Falcon who sought refuge on the wheel. Kill them all on sight. So He's, now the Empire has been unleashed. And then for reasons I don't understand, they really took
1: a liking to this green-haired woman when we take the... She is the voice of the gamblers of this station, basically, right? Like,
0: Yeah, so... <sighs> At this point, we get a lot happening in just a few pages, including the appearance of Silver Age Professor X for a page.
1: (laughs) How can I? I don't know if only Jean Grey ever finds out how I feel about her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Strom is is shaded and colored here to look like Silver Age Professor X.
1: Yeah, that is very much the case here uh so they uh, uh that that's uh that's some early neil adams x-men art there uh
0: but you talk about this green-haired woman like speaking for the people i think this like uh weird cucumber man in the background is more speaking for the people at the moment
1: yeah well because ah. it turns from like hey man are we just gonna let this happen
0: and the cucumber man says i don't like gambling with stormtroopers looking over my shoulder either but if it keeps us from safe from rebel attacks such as we've had recently you know those attacks that the empire has faked then i'll accept it
1: these damn re- as long as they keep the damn rebels out of our business am i right am i right mm. i'm there's
0: not there's a couple of aliens in the background here that look star warsy and there's a couple that look uh, i don't know like something from the dark crystal that guy on the right there with like the bug eyes yeah. and the horns
1: yes the guy, yes, the bug guys in the horns. How about the guy with a furry face, but his eyes are where his mouth should be?
0: Oh, you mean the guy that has a Tribble for a head?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the famous Star Wars character, Tribblehead. <laughs> That's what I love about Star Wars character names. We've talked about this before. Some of them are very complicated and future sounding, and some of them are just very on the nose.
0: I mean, it's where you get the whole, like, uh, Glup Shido thing from, yeah. right? That To explain that briefly, it's like a, an ongoing meme among Star Wars fandom and beyond of just like, oh, what's the two Star Wars characters' names? It's uh, Glup Shido. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, the real one that's, of course, everyone's favorite is Bagano.
0: Sure, and that's part of where that comes from, is there's a character yeah. in Attack of the Clones who's literally named And
1: Some kid got that action figure for Christmas and was very sad. You want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and think about my life. Uh, <laughs> funny scene, very funny scene. Yeah, sure, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that character's name is Sleezbag, you uh, know. So uh,
0: yeah, apparently Cucumber Man speaks for the whole ship because murmurs of agreement that sweep through the casino customers yeah. are like a balm to the commander's drug-racked body.
1: <laughs> I like for a second. I love for a second. He's like, "Is this gonna not go well? Okay, they're fine. All right, great. Let's go."
0: Our fake attacks have been a success. I'm a certain... I'm a certainty for the Emperor's commendation list. Oh, Can that- you imagine Palpatine being like, Oh, one of our commanders has taken over a casino. Yeah. Sure. Put
1: him, <laughs> put him on the list of commendations. He's doing a good job.
0: Give him a pat on the back like a good boy.
1: Just, just imagining him with a secretary is like, Take a note. Uh, <laughs> the following people are on
0: my commendation <laughs> I just can't, why can't. would he give a shit about this know, place the idea,
1: the idea of the emperor doing anything other than just full on evil machinations like doing any day to day work that involves filings or lists or anything is insane to think about does yeah, sit yeah. on the throne and go <laughs> yes
0: I mean, no, he's busy building a ridiculous armada and army on Exegol.
1: That's right. Who could forget? Mm. <laughs> I, every day. I try to forget every day. I try to forget. <laughs> boy, 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 boy. But once again, I believe I'm banned from talking about that movie on any podcast.
0: Anymore. Yes, correct.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes me so mad. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, it, it's time to enact our plan. Meanwhile, we cut to Grayshade, who the only problem here is uh, it's just taking forever to uh, <laughs> to get this yacht out of the dock. What's going on here?
0: I don't know. Apparently, they need to get clearance from what's this? Everyone's favorite, favorite sexy purple robot, Mastercom?
1: Oh, I may have a problem with those orders, Senator.
0: oh Yes. I realized while I was watching or while I was reading this issue it was like oh was master calm not in the last issue he wasn't there was a a, a true sexy techno nipple void in my life right no, really,
1: there was just something less hot about it right
0: like
1: oh Master calm yeah so yeah he's he's basically being like hey man I'm being told you're not in charge anymore. Right, but,
0: but but
1: with my, was it uh, as one who feels friendship for the man who gave me humanoid form, I will attempt at least to open your docking bay's magnetic field before. And then, Gergani, I you talk about my senses being shattered. Holy shit!
0: Mastercom, our favorite sexy robot is assaulted in a. Uh, barrage of stormtrooper fire as they say, blow it away, these stupid computers gone crazy. (laughs) And then we get some real racist shit from these stormtroopers.
1: Obscene. A machine. Believing it felt friendship for an organic.
0: At least we cut it down before it could aid that traitor grayshade.
1: Thank God. That... (laughs) That ro- that robot had feelings. Thank God we killed it before anything happened.
0: It said the word friendship and that <laughs> really makes me uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the orders were. I, that just made me so sick to my stomach. I had to kill it. Uh yes, yeah, so it weird just- man.
0: I don't know what it is about the late seventies, or if, is it just Star Wars in general? But like, there is this real sense from sci-fi movies of this era of the idea of a machine gaining enough of a personality to declare itself like a person made people so uncomfortable. Um,
1: it's very interesting to look at from today's audience, right? Like to look at sure it so much discussion about artificial intelligence, uh, but at this time it's like, like, like no.
0: I will always be haunted by 3PO's line at the end of the Star Wars Christmas special, where he says he's so happy for everyone for feeling a Christmas like cheer, life day cheer, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But is sad because he and R2 can't feel that way because they're not alive. It's this moment of existential nightmare. And in, like, r- r- the r- end r- of this r- thing? In the stupidest thing in Star
1: Wars, there's this existential yeah. nightmare. <laughs> it's no, it's very weird. And anytime, and, and here and there, the Star Wars stuff has put, you know, more thought to that. Obviously, I love the stuff in Solo with uh, L3.
0: Sure. No, and we'll get into the droids comic where they kind of confront it more directly. But, uh yeah, at least for now, we can't have robots trying to be people. That's just not being a thing. But
1: you know what's uh, happening again? Now Luke's pushing a robot, much like he pushed that guy earlier. He's pushing three people out of... There's a lot of Luke pushing. Now, this is to save him, but still.
0: Yeah, uh, because it turns out Stormtroopers are everywhere now and starting to come down on all of our heroes. Because Luke uh, is trying to get... uh back to Leia and Grayshade, because they're going to need help, but they can't go that way because they're getting cut off by uh, stormtroopers. Also, R2 has wandered off at some point.
1: It's about, but he's uh, moving through a Jeffrey's tube here. No, sorry, that's...
0: <laughs> Look, Jeffrey's tubes generally require you to be crawling or at the very least crouching.
1: Yes, it's true, it's true. Well, but that works because of, uh, it's
0: R2, right? So uh... That's fair. Uh, because, yeah, R2 is... Uh, Wandered off somewhere, and we cut to R2 in the circuitry conduit, uh, legally distinct from Jeffrey's tubes.
1: Neatly bypassing increased stormtrooper activity in the corridors parallel to him. They didn't think to trek the circuitry conduit, and then him coming out of this vent just makes me laugh for some reason.
0: What makes me laugh is the fact that they keep referring to the tape he's carrying. Because, lest we forget, R2 has a recording on yeah. him of uh, Grayshade and Strom making this deal that will reveal the Empire's corruption. Well, and on the Luke wheel. slapped
1: in a full six hour cassette tape. So don't <laughs> worry, they've got it all covered.
0: <laughs> well, you just got to be sure you break off the tab, or else it could get re recorded over.
1: Yes, it. that's it, exactly. <laughs> Did we put? Did we make sure to, to record on extended play? Anyone? Yes, great.
0: <laughs> what a bizarre little sliver of history we lived in, in which VHS and like the uh, weird proclivities needed to record onto it uh, were such a thing that is burned into our minds now that will never be relevant again.
1: No, but I absolutely remember that it's having to set, okay, this is the record speed. And then Mm -hmm. yeah, making sure. Yeah. You got to take the tab out or I lost some stuff to accidentally hitting record when there was, you know, Oh no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I lost many an episode of Pokemon re-recording over some VHS tapes. Or how
1: about this, uh, recording a TV show and pausing the recording when the commercial started, so when you played it back, there weren't commercials, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yes, that's, that's, I
0: appreciated no end when Sci-Fi Channel would do their monster movie marathons, and they would have those little interstitial bits right before the movie came back on, so I know the commercials were over. Yep. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, back all to right. Star Wars, we have R2 exiting the Jeffries tube, sorry, circuitry conduit, yeah, as probably, yeah. he's trying to get this tape to a place where he can project it to the entirety of the station, but he's confronted by a mysterious shadow as he exits. And then we cut to Chewbacca carrying Bork. a corpse. He is borking all over the place, man. Yeah.
1: Bork! Uh, that does so not he like what he sound.
0: Bork! <laughs> <laughs> What sound does Chewbacca make that could be conflated as bork? Yeah, there's something you don't hear a lot of b sounds from Mm-mm.
1: Chewbacca.
0: No. no, that's
1: a that's a ch- mm.
0: again. I've I've always been like very iffy on like how you write down the Chewbacca noises, but
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's tough.
0: It's not uh, bork. I'll know that much. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, but apparently, there's an Imperial death warrant on Chewbacca.
1: Idilla, <laughs> <laughs> forget taking this lift to the docking bays, Wookiee. There's an Imperial death warrant on you. Servable right now. Classic Stormtrooper, instead of just shooting him on sight, he's like, I have to tell you, I am authorized to do this, and it's about to happen.
0: Like most problems with the Empire, it comes down to everything being jammed up in the bureaucracy.
1: It really is. Hold on. Before I kill you, you gotta fill out this form saying that it's okay for me to kill you. But of course Han Solo leans out with a one liner. Come on, guys, whatever happened to respect for the dead.
0: I do like that one liner.
1: That's pretty solid. That it's a rare moment. Oftentimes my complaint is this isn't the case, but in this I actually could hear Harrison Ford saying that. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then they're getting fired at by stormtroopers as well. Han's saying, grab those weapons. We're going to need them to make the last stand. It's
1: last stand time. You know how that is. That happens to us a lot.
0: Yeah, well, it's happened more than once. I'll say that much. <laughs> meanwhile. Back yeah, meanwhile, to- meanwhile. We've yeah. had three cutaways in, a sh- in the space of a page, and we're about <laughs> to get a fourth. <laughs> this moves around so much. It's really wild. We're in the last issue. we got to get this shit done. Yeah, well, uh, I
1: sort of feel like, They've been treading water and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, we gotta wrap it up
0: right now. Thankfully, we have arrows pointing us towards the action
1: again. No, don't look over here. Look over there. Uh, yeah. Because uh, so I-
0: Luke and 3PO have made it back to the hangar where Shade and Leia are because the Empire's going wild and starting to come down like a ton of bricks on everybody on the wheel.
1: Yes, and, and I do like the line about, like, I don't understand, why can't we trust your guys? It's like, dude, because I was paying them. They don't give a shit about me.
0: Yeah, it turns out Greyshade's guards have fled because they are complete mercenaries and they will not die for this cause. <laughs>
1: this is not going to help us at all. Uh, yeah, so they... Uh, and, and, oh, my God. The, I, I Once again, I like the idea that Luke and Vader can sense each other, but this drawing of him just going, oh, God, it's Vader!
0: Yeah, Luke suddenly gets a headache. And we cut to another cutaway, because at this exact instant, on the edge of the star system where the wheel turns, one of the Empire's mighty battle cruisers drops out of hyperspace, and we see this <laughs> engulfed in fire, Star Destroyer, he plummeting cut? through a starfield. Because he pushed those engines too hard, man!
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Look, man, I had to get there, okay?
0: <laughs> Look, Vader's the kind of guy whose pod racer will explode underneath him as he's crossing the finish line. We this, know this.
1: This is true. This is well known about him. But I do love the idea of this, like, <laughs> just, it's on fire. Fire is shooting out of the engines of it.
0: <laughs> and you know what doesn't usually occur in space? Fire. <laughs> A lot in star wars though uh, that's how that's how hard they're pushing this thing
1: yeah absolutely uh and so that but then i like he goes okay well i'll tell every uh uh Wormis is like i'll tell everybody we're coming he's like no no now we're gonna play it cool <laughs> we hauled ass to get here and now we play the waiting game
0: yeah because the idea is that Vader feels Luke coming, even if he doesn't know it's actually Luke. So he's going to wait outside of the wheel for them to flee and catch them in a trap.
1: And then for one panel only, he's hanging out in one of those magic eye posters from the 90s.
0: Oh, see, I thought he was doing a commercial for MTV back in the (laughs) 80s.
1: Don't adjust your sets, you're one. (laughs) (laughs) I want my MTV. <laughs> I mean, not the new one from Duran Duran. Uh, his short stint as a VJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. I actually. It, it's a very comic book thing, but I kind of like comic book Vader with the red eyes.
0: Oh yeah, I love red-eyed Vader. Because so, like in the movies, the lenses are red. They just usually don't play that way. Right. Uh, and so it's because of the light they're reflecting.
1: Yeah, but they come up in the comic. But what's the? Of course, I even thought this when. when uh, Master Command or was it Mastercom? Mastercom. 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 Um, When he got shot earlier, I'm like, didn't they
0: already establish that there's like a bunch of him though? Yes, and look, here he is. uh, Because that's who is confronting R2 right now. And he's he's been waiting for you R2-D2 just before the stormtroopers destroyed my other body and I secretly switched my functions to this
1: spare. That's still just as sexy. Oh. Less purple,
0: which oh. I I like the purple a little bit more, but uh
1: yeah, and so <laughs> MasterCom is gonna help R2 because R2 and his uh best bud are on the same side right
0: now. I love this technicality of droid logic that Mastercom gets into. Yes, I can help you. Had the Imperials simply ordered me to shut down, I'd have had a had to obey, but I angered them into using violence, which my programming allows me to resist. Mm. So because he provoked the Imperials into destroying him, he now has the operational backdoor of I can resist what they're doing even though they're in charge. I know that's very (laughs)
1: that's very funny. Just like those dumb fools, if only. And I, the, the whole idea too it, just like it could have been so simple, but uh oh, <laughs> looks like they didn't
0: do it. Oh. Fell for another classic MasterCom switcheroo. MasterCom. <laughs> <laughs> I want him driving a like 70s muscle car with a Hawaiian shirt on solving mysteries.
1: <laughs> MasterCom PI. <laughs> <laughs> looks like this case just took a turn for the sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he uh uh he's going to help R2 here. Uh and he, goes and he does. Like, they they he's, uh he's yeah. going to help R2 by broadcasting that tape.
0: Yeah, thankfully they have the right VHS player here and R2's yeah. not working on Betamax.
1: Hold on, I can never remember which one is the white and which one is the yellow connection. Uh, Just give me a second here, I need to run this back into
0: the TV. Uh, Damn it, do you have a coax adapter? (laughs) We only have coax.
1: Now hold on, I need to... Is this in stereo or mono? (laughs) That'll screw the whole thing up. Uh, (laughs) Oh, hold on, let me adjust tracking. (laughs)
0: What was it tracking? I never knew.
1: <laughs> Man, kids today, you don't know what any of this means.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, like, how many of our listeners actually know what we're talking about? Let us yeah. know in the comments below. Please know. Yeah. I just <laughs> I would love
1: that this comment going, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know I know what you're referring to.
0: We feel seen. Um they're so all R2 is projecting the video of What is he projecting? It's a video of the security team from the wheel stealing the money back from the Imperials. Correct. Letting everybody know that the Imperials were the ones to take the money from the wheel, not the Rebellion. And that's enough for the entire,
1: entire, like, uh, all the guests and gamblers of the wheel to freak out and riot against the Empire.
0: Okay, so much happens here in between two panels at the bottom of this page because we get a caption box that says, End result. Resentment. Which bubbles into rage. Which explodes into riot as we see somebody throwing a brick at a stormtrooper. Take that, you stormtrooper bastard! And in the background, we have stormtroopers being beaten to death, things being ripped off of walls, people screaming and charging at positions. Uh, It's... It is... Okay, imagine you went to Vegas, and inside a casino, suddenly on all the video screens, there was indisputable proof that the casino was stealing it wouldn't even, it would be like if the cops of Vegas were stealing money from the casino but it was only the money you were actually already losing at that casino it's not like they were stealing money that wasn't lost at the casino i know that's the thing that's crazy to me is like i what are they mad about they, they don't own this casino they're they're mad and this is how the next caption portrays it, at the sanctity of gambling being violated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it, yeah.
0: Because it says, on their home worlds, they wouldn't dare this, but the wheel has always been a sanctuary. And on the next page it continues. A safety valve for an oppressed galaxy to let off steam. To find it violated and tampered with sends its thousands of frustrated pleasure and thrill seekers, wildly rambaging. So it's a bunch of horned up, liquored up gamblers and thrill addicts going, ah, burn it down! How dare you! We come here and we believe in the
1: sanctity of gambling. And you talk about narration doing a lot of heavy lifting for character motivation. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. So, let's just accept that all of these insane individuals on the wheel are suddenly willing to go up against the most heavily armed military dictatorship in the galaxy. <laughs> you would think even if
1: they were pissed off about it, they would go like, we are going to lose this fight. <laughs> especially, if you know, people, especially if people earlier were like, oh, those rebels, oh, so awful.
0: Well, now you are. You know what stormtroopers have that a bunch of gambling addicts don't? would that be guns
1: yeah guns (laughs) tends to be an equalizer in fights that you know wait do they have guns oh shit all right never mind Shit! uh, (laughs) you know what i'll just i'll just be indignant and and, like comment to my wife that that was shitty that they did that
0: (laughs) yeah no it's insane how far off the rails this gets so quickly
1: (laughs) and it's so it's so convenient for our heroes of course Um, of course Let's go to the next page, and I want to talk about this second panel in particular, I think it might be the worst drawing of Chewbacca I've ever seen.
0: Chewbacca, who now has, like, strands of hair just sticking out of the side of his head, like, ears?
1: Yeah, and the drool from his mouth, and the clawed
0: hands. Yeah, and just, like, the way the fur, fur conforms around his eyes, like, it's just so far. I, I, we get it, I guess he's vaguely Chewbacca, but it's like, it doesn't look like anything, like, from the movie. Oh, it's crazy!
1: And once again, they have uh, a lot of uh, a lot of reference for this, especially
0: at this. He's point. on so many posters.
1: He's on so many posters. He's been in a movie and a Christmas special. <laughs> All over that Christmas special. Uh, yeah.
0: Again, the thing I just can't, I I really can't get over is like the the patch around his eyes that doesn't have fur, right? Because Chewbacca, like the fur goes like straight to the eyes like, I don't know, a dog as opposed to an ape. Yep. Yeah. As we established last episode, like Infantino, he knows gorillas sell and so he's making Chewbacca more gorilla-like.
1: Yeah, Lucas will thank me for this. Um, (laughs) Here comes the Imperial Welcoming Committee. Those guys are persistent as tattooing sand lice. Sure. I mean, I can believe it. I don't remember anyone talking about sand lice, but I believe it's there
0: and they're probably persistent. Anyway, uh, we establish here that Han has uh, s- still has all of Chewbacca's winnings on this little cart that they're riding on, only yeah. for it to be thrown away on the same page.
1: Yeah, because this is this is becoming like a thing. Once again, I think they're they're using this as a thread from the movie that like Chewie doesn't care as much about the profit as Han does, right?
0: And that is, like, very much a thing that will continue forward, is that, like, Chewie's there to help out his bud and be a good friend, and Han's there to try to make money.
1: Chewie, you left our winnings aboard, as this whatever skiff thing they're on. Crash. It's it's like a hover pallet jack. Yeah, uh, (laughs) that crashes into the, I don't know why they can't go collect those winnings, but, because aren't those guys dead?
0: Uh they get knocked down, but they'll get up again, just like Chumbawamba says. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway, so those guys are taken care of. And meanwhile, another meanwhile.
0: <laughs> yeah, as bad as it seems for Han and Chewie, things are much worse elsewhere. I because we that. cut back to Shade, Leia, and uh, Luke as they are back with the private yacht. They can't leave because science reasons. And uh, stormtroopers are breaking into the uh, bay there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's it, the stormtroopers have blown the door. If that stirring I felt earlier in the forest really was Darth Vader approaching, he's gonna have to wait
0: in line. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're waiting on Mastercom to like release the magnetic locks so that they can kick this yacht away, but they need somebody to buy them time. And in the most uncharacteristic turn on a dime. Greyshade, <laughs> seeing the camaraderie between Luke and Leia, decides to sacrifice himself to buy them time.
1: But I couldn't believe this. I was like, are you kidding me? How about, th- I mean, boy, if this was the planned ending, maybe drop some threads that he was headed this way somewhere in here.
0: So here's all of Gray Shade's like, sudden character turn in, like, uh, four dialogue bubbles. It all happens right here. He says, Skywalker, how can I ever win over the princess with the likes of you and Solo, constantly throwing away your lives for her? Get aboard. Rather than compete with such disgusting nobility, I'll stay behind. Besides, I've gained something from this foolishness that an unscrupulous man like me normally never has. A friend. Mastercom.
1: So... Okay. Well, before we get into that, I also just want to state the practicality of this. He is saying this over the sound of blaster fire and while running, um, which is nuts. And and two, yeah, wait, it's, it's, it's not just seeing the camaraderie of Luke and Leia. It's also like, I really do have a friend in that sexy robot.
0: What the Matt Mastercom on this bottom panel saying? Did you hear that? R2 D2 now we both have human friends. That's literally <laughs> oh, what he man.
1: says. Oh man, this is great. He feels the same <laughs> way about me that I feel about him. Isn't it nice to be loved? R2 because <laughs> you know me, Mastercom, I'm all about the love.
0: Now, here's my question yeah. Mastercom is gold in this issue as opposed to purple that we've seen before. Is that a coloring error? I don't know, because it does switch
1: consciously between purple and gold when he switches to the new body.
0: Well, he switches to the new body, but I feel like because we almost never see 3PO in this issue, the colorist was just told the tall droid is gold.
1: That's true. Particularly in this wide shot here on the last panel, he really does. Uh It's a real, like, if you look at it fast, he looks like 3PO.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, but it's just something that came up in my brain was just like, I think the colorist might not know that there's more than one tall humanoid droid oh, in I this think
1: book. Very good chance of that. Uh but I like <laughs> that he <laughs> says, Hear he- that r uh, two D two now we both have human friends. Then R2 go- goes, Dut and he's like, Oh no, well yes, that is an escape hatch. Like I don't give a fuck, man. Like
0: R2 was just going like, Yeah, good for you. Can we get out of here? Yeah, just talk about that later. That's great. Uh, friendship later, escape now. But <laughs> then he goes.
1: Before I try to join my friend, you should have a chance at rejoining yours. Cause I'm all about friendship now. It's all I talk about.
0: <laughs> the weirdest
1: uh, part of this entire comic is the Master Com and Gray Shade relationship arc.
0: Oh, and we'll get into it here at this these last few panels because yeah, our two launches away. Then yeah. we get the space yacht launching. Luke and Leia have made it off. Uh mm-hmm. and uh three POs with them. And then we cut back into the wheel <laughs> for the characters we really care about. Or the characters we actually care about, Mastercom and Gray Shade. I feel
1: like Luke's line about like, gee, I wish uh Grey Shade had randomly become a good guy before Han died. That would have been nice. <laughs>
0: <'Cause>, yeah, <laughs> they still think Han Solo's dead. <laughs>
1: uh but yes it is here's an injured gray shade and this drawing of mastercom coming through the smoke with his outstretched hand going
0: my friend oh we do have to state the 3po in some like just throwaway dialogue here saying begging your pardon sir but mastercom's making last communication he reports there's a reason to believe that captain solo is still alive
1: yeah it's just like oh also by the way Han solo might be alive anyway back to mastercom <laughs> <laughs> but because yeah, this undying bond between this man and his robot.
0: We get a a tableau that is like the cover of a romance comic with Mastercom supporting a wounded and like leaning on him, gray shade in the smoke as the. Uh, ruins of the wheel crumble around them Uh, Grayshade apparently having killed a fuck ton of stormtroopers yeah he talks about just
1: like he he got like shot once in the arm by that but beyond that he killed that entire squadron my god
0: yeah but Uh, but,
1: uh, uh, here comes commander Strom and he goes I had to fight clear of a mob to find you that's right there's a full blown riot happening outside
0: I shot so many gambling addicts to find you two assholes.
1: They were throwing poker chips at us. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's got a roulette wheel. Uh, Look out!
0: If you have a dice winged at your head by a really drunk uh, Ithorian, it's gonna hurt a lot. You've damaged the sanctity of gambling, you bastard!
1: (laughs) I, yeah, I love the moralistic gamblers who are just like, this is supposed to be about something. <laughs> Curse you. Now I hate the Empire. Uh, but yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, it's a bit unsupporting since I've emptied and discarded my blaster. Once again, I'm always fascinated by blasters uh, running out of ammo. It is technically right. possible, but what we talk about, they can't run out of ammo, they can run out of charge. But the mm-hmm. way we talk about it is like it's bullets. It's More sure. I mean, than I find strange, but anyway,
0: it's just to give it a common nomenclature so that we, as the people not living in the Star Wars universe, can understand it. It is, but, but I, mean, I love the
1: final moment where they're they're gonna they know they're gonna die, but at least they're gonna take this son of a bitch out with them
0: because Strom's got them cornered. They don't have any weapons, but Mastercom Com uh, has gray shade in his arms, and we cut to the next page and. Uh, gray shades like but no doubt you'll feel some you'll feel the same uh, unsporting as it were about yeah. this proton grenade I've been holding as a last resort
1: this guy was always gonna go out like this
0: <laughs> but Mastercom breaking in with Senator because he knows what he prefers to be called that's yeah. his pet name for him is Senator <laughs> I'm right here with you Senator <laughs>
1: And they go out like Jim Brown of the Dirty Dozen.
0: <laughs> he throws a grenade point-blank range yeah. at Strom, who <laughs> I love and,
1: and my favorite back-and-forth dialogue is this.
0: Sorry, Mastercom. I'm afraid I come to this business a bit late. You're leaking oil. And, and you blood, sir. I doubt either of us can afford it. Hopefully, we're not beyond repair. Hopefully. But if one must die, it's good
1: to have the company of a friend.
0: What is happening in this book? It's and a- then... The- The captioning gives us our art house ending as it says, Smoke closes in on the two figures, obscuring them, and in a long quiet, the aftermath of battle settles over the entire wheel. So it's like, we don't even get an actual resolution. We just get this vague, like, we we might die, we might not, but at least we're together. Smoke curls in and, like, curtains being drawn on the scene. And, <laughs>
1: there, and up comes the theme to Brokeback Mountain.
0: <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah. No, the the I think the greatest victory of this whole story arc is Gray Shaded Master as a couple. It is
1: crazy to me, and it's all the, it's the same thing like we talked about. It's even more the the Jolie thing uh, from the the pirate. It's e- it's this even more where it's like you guys didn't think about this, right? Like how much effort? What is
0: the what were you trying to achieve with this? It's
1: crazy to me.
0: Well, it doesn't help the fact that all of this character development has basically happened in the yeah. last five pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we we did have that moment two issues ago where like MasterCom saying he considers Grey Shade a fed uh considers Grey a friend basically shook Gray Shade to his core. <laughs> yeah, when he's just like I can't I can't process
1: this right now was basically his reaction to that. And I right. guess uh that that continued kind of they just don't address it a lot but i guess we're to assume he's been
0: mulling that over in his head for since that happened there is an elaborate tapestry on the inside of simon gray shades that we only get to see pieces of here at the end i wish i knew how to quit you <laughs> it really has that vibe. Yeah, uh, it 100% does. But it's just like uh, and it's, it's beautiful and I love them for it.
1: It's just like all of a sudden this book has this tone. Um Yeah. So, oh no, well they've escaped in the yacht, but what's this? They're being pulled into a tractor beam.
0: Oh yeah, remember? There's that guy out there. I don't know what's his name. Uh, Dark, Father something, Dark like Father, something like that. Dark
1: Father, something like that. Dark Helmet, is that it?
0: Uh, <laughs> Different movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, also a great villain though. Um, <laughs> but yes. Now there's a. This is our mental battle between uh, Luke and Vader. Uh, because yes,
0: Darth Vader and his Star Destroyer are waiting for those who are exiting the wheel, and it looks like they've caught the. Uh, private yacht in a tractor beam.
1: There's no way they're going to get away.
0: What's this? <laughs> brakow Yeah, okay, so... One mind searches for his. So Darth Vader's kind of reaching out with the Force, and they're having some kind of mental conflict between Vader and Luke. I've never seen an image of Vader clutching his helmet.
1: No. <laughs> no, they're giving him that Professor X, like...
0: Mm-hmm. Mm,
1: out there somewhere with my mental powers.
0: Yeah, that is me. Uh, so they've got him, but then there's a Bracow, because what's this? It's the Millennium Falcon swooping in to shoot the Star Destroyer. It's something Han Solo would never say, which is,
1: Score one for justice, Chewie! <laughs> I
0: love the idea of Han Solo saying, Score one for justice. It's so dumb.
1: If there's one thing Han Solo loves, it's justice. Yeah, tell that to Greedo. I'm going to say, I don't, <laughs> kind of famously like a roguish outlaw character, but whatever. Uh, including, once again, justice of what? Anyway, I don't know. But hey, everybody's happy because our friend is alive. Han, you are alive. <laughs> I don't want three of you to be like, that's what I said.
0: <laughs> I uh, Han says here, Uh, And for shaking the pants off anyone on that cruiser bridge trying to operate a tractor beam. As if implying that, like, a tractor beam requires constant attention, like somebody pulling a rope. If that
1: ensign doesn't hold down the button on the tractor...
0: Oh, I let it go! Oh, no! Right. But apparently that's how it works, because... Uh, as they are distracting the Star Destroyer, the yacht's been released from a tractor beam, and now he's swooping back in, taking a couple of shots, and Darth Vader recognizes the Millennium Falcon.
1: With my other favorite part of this, when he just goes, he's like, I know that vessel. I know this jackass.
0: This son of a bitch shot me during the trench run.
1: And I love that he immediately, he, his whole thing has been, if there's somebody using the force, I have to find him. now. He's like, no, screw that personal vendetta. This guy embarrassed me like six months ago.
0: <laughs> I was floating around in that tie fighter for months.
1: <laughs> yeah, screw anything. No, let Luke's guy. Who gives a shit? Kill that guy. That's for <laughs> sure. Forget everything else. We're going to destroy that ship at any cost.
0: I do love a good vengeful Vader.
1: That's it. That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it it won't be until later that we'll like really place the importance on the whole like extermination of the Jedi and the corruption of the Force that the right, Emperor right, right, was right. behind. Sure, so yeah. like the single minded nature of Vader hunting down Force users won't be something that's established till later. So like him kind of forgetting about. Whoever is using the force in the other ship, and just going after the guy he knows has personally slighted him, is fine I right don't now for know me. Know about Vader at this point? He's kind of just
1: evil. Like that's about his only characteristic, right? He had a background with Obi Wan, and you know, like that's about it. Is sort of like, yeah, he like doesn't like the Jedi or people who use the force. That's and about it, though. He has no. no but fun. not
0: even that because his character traits are twofold. We know that he betrayed the Jedi and yep. by extension, Obi-Wan and Luke's father, quote unquote. Yeah. And he also doesn't put up, with, put up with people who dismiss the force either though. Right. Right. Cause any, anyone who calls the force into question as something that like can't be trusted or as an old hokey well, religion he- gets, fu- gets force choked.
1: He does have a line in here where he's like, I'm the only one who can possess this power.
0: That was a couple issues ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, thing. yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: So I guess that's the thing. But it, yeah, it's he, he, he's he's, he's a pretty one note character at this point. For um, now, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Right, yeah, exactly on this. And then, oh no, I I do love this drawing of where the Star Destroyer is just turning away from the yacht and going after the Falcon. Like just the mm-hmm. imagination of the guy at the wheel. I also love. Oh, I forgot to point this out in the second the uh, the fire brigade crew putting out the fires on the ship is pretty funny behind Vader.
0: Yeah, suddenly there's a bunch of aim agents in the background putting out fires. Well,
1: excuse me that guy. <laughs> but okay, so we're gonna we now we're gonna get oh boy. Some weird force shit here.
0: Yeah, so the last page of this issue, we get into our weirdest force shit. And th- this has been an arc for weird force shit, which I do appreciate because that's one of my favorite parts of Star Wars. And I know that's where you and I kind of diverge a little bit, is like I really do like the metaphysical force bullshit in Star Wars.
1: Let me say, I'm always somebody who kind of likes it to stay vague and stays, Mm. like, um, mythical, and, like, we don't... Once again, it's always sort of the thing where it's, like, the less we put into understanding it, I kind of like it as just, like, almost incomprehensible. Sure. Um, uh, And that's where I... That's where you... I mean... Uh, you know the mid thing has been debated sure sure sure.
0: no you want it to stay as mysticism as opposed to like structured rules yeah i I
1: like the idea it's like the the way that they talk about an empire and stuff like that or you know it's just like it's something you tap into it's all around us you can't see it i like the spiritual nature of it i guess Mm -hmm. uh but this is very weird and unlike any other force stuff we see really i mean uh, beyond mental connection certainly is a thing but like he's gonna. Force a migraine on Vader?
0: Basically. So what happens on this page is Luke has to poop real bad in this first panel.
1: It really does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why did I have to eat that burrito?
0: <laughs> and rather than uh, eating enough fiber or using some laxatives, yeah. uh, Luke is going to like push all of that strain <laughs> mentally yeah. towards the connection he feels with Darth Vader.
1: Uh, I uh, rage at regaining a friend thought dead only to see him about to be slain again frustration at having a vast power and not knowing how to save Han with it and so he's channeling which is also kind of strange uh, based on what we know of the force that Luke's rage and anger would be something that would give I mean obviously this should, we should be concerned is what I'm saying like in later Star Wars
0: absolutely no the idea that he doesn't know how to channel the force, right? All yeah. he knows is that by tapping into these emotions, it is increasing his power. And right. that totally tracks with what we'll find out about the force. Oh, thing, sure. In terms of like strong emotions are a shortcut to a more powerful connection to the force. That is the dark side, right? But, th- but that is part of the dark side and how it unbalances you. And what we call the dark side is just leaning into that power in ways that, uh, like, feed your darkest emotions right. quicker and quicker.
1: Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads
0: to suffering, right? Absolutely. So what he's doing here, while I don't... is absolutely not unheard of in other Star Wars stuff I've seen in terms of, like, casting your emotions out. And hell, the whole final fight with between Kylo Ren and uh, Luke at the end of uh last jedi could kind of be seen as this in a certain way whereas it's more like literal representation of luke well, projecting himself outward well i think it's this,
1: this just kind of uh not visual and and, and it is just weird
0: right so what it is is vader being surrounded by a uh pink cloud of kirby crackle and letting out a ah, as he poops himself
1: ah, i need new armor <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for a second as I go back to my quarters for no particular reason.
0: Until all of Luke's raging feelings, like lightning carried along a wire from one place it has struck to another, blast into Darth Vader's unprotected mind. Yeah. So this idea that Vader is being overwhelmed by Luke's emotion, and in that moment it distracts him long enough for both ships to get away.
1: And I do love this panel of just the close-up of his helmet with each ship reflected in each of the eyes. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh... The pain is brief but intense yet in the moment of its passing and his recovery, the Lord of the Sith finds two sets of prey have made the jump to hyperspace. He still doesn't know their identities. they've eluded him but only for now
1: mm-hmm and then Luke is going like, well geez, yeah Ben was right that is pretty powerful, but also knows he's like using it pretty unfocused right like he's just like because. Mm-hmm uh i luke does basically know he got lucky on this one right it's like because vader will probably be ready for it next time
0: he did something brash and reckless and uh something that vader wasn't prepared for and so he like basically knocked him off balance but by no means did he defeat him
1: right exactly and so uh we better figure that out but meanwhile we're going back in time
0: Yeah, because next issue we are promised an untold tale of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the days of the Old Republic. (laughs) And he's going to be doing some silent drifting. Now, because this is going to become an issue in this podcast specifically, we need to differentiate some timeline stuff when it says (laughs) the Old Republic. Old Republic, yes. Most of the time when we're talking about Star Wars, if we say the Old Republic, we're referring to a time period that is tens of thousands of years in the past. Right. If we're referring to the High Republic, we're referring to a time period that is merely hundreds, possibly a thousand or so years in the past. The time of the failing Republic is when Obi-Wan Kenobi was rolling around as a Padawan and all that. Right. But that is not the nomenclature we have right now in Star Wars. So we're just gonna refer to the old republic.
1: <laughs> that's that's fine. That's us going, that's okay, that's fine, comic book. That's that's right. Okay.
0: Exactly. We're just gonna uh, But yeah, that will be next issue. And yeah, we're gonna get what they think Obi-Wan was up to prior to Hi the movie. so curious to read
1: that because obviously now we have all this context of the prequels and the Clone Wars and the Obi-Wan show and stuff like that. Th- so sitting on
0: Tatooine for 20 years is what he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, what is going to be their depiction of the Jedi Order? What is going to be what he's up to? Will they mention the Clone Wars? I have so many questions. But we're not
0: actually doing that next week on the show. It's yes, true. We're taking a brief break. We'll get to what they think the Old Republic is and we're going to take a wild sidetrack into what some people from another country entirely think star wars looks like as we cover yet another adaptation of star wars a new hope strap in john because this time we're covering the manga version
1: that's right yeah which i i've 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 done nothing more than ever flip through at like a barnes and noble when it came out was like oh that's interesting (laughs)
0: so yes uh we learned our lesson last time with the special edition though we're not going to be covering this issue to issue we're just going to cover it all in one fell swoop because we uh, think covering the events again might get a little repetitive
1: it might get a little repetitive and also yes this is as we've talked about this is what we'll be doing with each of the movies is sort of covering the individual adaptations of them uh as they are coming out so before we get to Empire. We'll do all the New Hope specifically related stuff,
0: and after after the manga, we uh, don't have that many more. I'll say I'm excited to cover Infinities as well. Uh, that is one of my favorite What If Star Wars comic books, and I think we'll also be covering the Star Wars, which yes. uh, is a fun one.
1: The Star Wars is kind of a What If, right? Like I mean, it's a it, big it, What If. Infinities is is consciously a what if i mean it's like nine mm-hmm. is that it is basically star wars what if but yeah it's it's a very real world what if so yeah lots of st- lots of stuff coming your way there and of course we will get back to what the 70s think the old republic is
0: uh oh yeah and we've got uh plenty of fun stuff john you've been asking for valance back oh valance is coming back right. and he is on a collision course with darth vader
1: i love it can't wait uh, yeah, uh, But of course, if you want even more exclusive content from the Punch-Up Entertainment Network, you can go to our Podbean patron page, which is patron.podbean.com punchup punch-up. There you can get cool exclusive bonus shows, not only from us here, but from the Action Shelf, Campbell and Jones Meet the Monsters, Material Components, and some old archived episodes of past shows we've done. Absolutely.
0: And of course, one of the other uh, good ways to support the show, if you're watching us over on YouTube, which I highly encourage because then you can read the comic along and see what we're talking about, uh, is uh, like, comment, and subscribe down below. Um, You you hit that little bell, let you know whenever we release new episodes, uh, you can get all of the Punch-Up Entertainment shows on YouTube. And we're going to start making more and more video content as we go on. This is just our, uh, the, the tip of the spear
1: is may the panel be with you absolutely yeah because we are going to continue to do more episodes of Punch-Up Ghosts of the Movies where we do movie reviews uh, as uh, stuff comes our way and of course our monthly panel up episodes as well absolutely Uh,
0: but I think that is going to do it for this episode of May the Panel Be With You Uh, as always I've been Mike Grigoni I'm John Campbell and remember may the panel be with you